Hello and welcome to another episode of the official NRL Fantasy Podcast presented by Yui. My name is Chris Kennedy, joined in the studio by fellow fantasy enthusiast Don Brock to take you, take you through all the round 20 team changes, the must-haves, the must-sells, the what-do-we-do's for the run home. Uh, Dom, do you have many dilemmas in your team? Are you almost there? I think I'm almost there. Uh, I picked the wrong captain last week, um, Jai Arrow. It was a bit of a flop with 25 points, but apart from that, uh, smooth sailing. So hopefully that continues in the next five or six weeks. I actually uh, forgot to change my captain. I meant to switch from Cam Smith back to Damien Cook in anticipation of him carving up the Tigers through the middle and happily earned myself a 10 or 11 bonus points by forgetting to change. So sometimes these things work out. Let's have a look at the Sharks up against the Broncos. Up there at Suncorp Stadium on Thursday night, probably the biggest talking point Broncos-wise is that uh, Jermaine Izarko is going to probably see out the season at fullback. He scored 50 last week. Um, Jaden Sewer officially out for the season. Tavita Pango Jr., 59 points in about 12 seconds before spending the rest of the game off the field. One of the stranger fantasy performances this year, but certainly uh, encouraging if you've still got him. Yeah, Pango's uh, minutes have been a bit all over the place recently. He only played 31 minutes I think last week yeah. but it's got a couple of tries which helps um, yeah Azako is the really interesting one uh, 50 at fullback it's a really good sign he did in, I mean that included six goals yeah. uh, Brisbane smashed uh, Penrith so you can't count on that each week necessarily but he'll be kicking some goals um, he didn't have a ton of run meters either at fullback like 70 yeah 70 something run so meters. he did quite well to get up to 50 I don't know if we can read too much into one mm. one game but if you've got him still then um, you know, obviously hold him, probably play him in your back three, I guess. Um, if you don't have him yet, if you're looking for a third fullback, I'd probably give it another week before snapping him up. What do you reckon? Oh, I'd be maybe still a bit reluctant to actually buy him, but if you've been holding him this long, then certainly you'd be happy to see him at fullback. Um, like you said, very few attacking stats. I think he wound up mm. with maybe four busts, which none of them were from any, you know, gigantic tackle-breaking runs. They were just sort of deflecting off the, the first yeah. tackler on his, on his kick returns. 12 points of conversions. Um, or, or 14, goals. 14 tackles as a fullback, which seems like a fair few as well. Unusual. I don't know. Yeah, it was a bit of an odd one. Yeah, no, I think no tries, line breaks, try assists, line break yeah. assists at all. The the 12 points out of goals, you'd expect at least he's a sharpshooter, two or three goals yep. per week anyway, even though it was a, a bit of a carve up. So good signs, I guess. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he got 30 or something this week if it's a low scoring game against Cronulla. Um, but, you know, if he gets another 40 or 50, then he comes into consideration. Yeah, they are one of those stifling sort of teams. Yeah. Some of the worst fantasy performances from, from big names we've seen this year have come in games against Cronulla. They are basically unchanged. They get Luke Lewis back um, in the second row, Scott Sorensen to the bench and Joe Paulo out. Um, the Andrew Fafita panic may have <laughs> been a little bit premature or was last week the flash in the pan? Well, he, he has those flashes in the pan pretty regularly, yeah. doesn't he? So he got 81, got a try early on, uh, did you know well in pretty much uh, everything like he can do. So, yeah, his scores have still been good. Uh, I think his minutes were still decent. So, yeah, the big scare about Aaron Woods taking all these minutes hasn't you know come to fruition. Um, Paul Gallen did pretty well as well, got 52. So um, I think all the middles played OK minutes last week in a... Mm. Uh, weird situation. So, well, Fafita's played sixty, just over sixty minutes, two games in a row, or fifty-nine, yeah. sixty-two, or something like that. So he's he played a few forty, maybe forty-eight, forty-nine minute games before that, which is where the scare was. But if you've got him now, then uh, hold. And I think he's still one of the elite props if you're looking for one. Um, Gallon's still a bit of that question mark whether he's going to score, you know, right on fifty points a game from here on in. 
Uh, Val Holmes is in really good form. Yeah, I was just about to say, if you bought him when he bot bottomed out. Oh, yeah. Jackpot. But <laughs> Josh um, Dugan at some point has to come back. He might play yeah. fullback. I don't know if he does at this stage with Holmes playing so well at the back. Well, at this point, you'd probably just leave Val there. Like, yeah. when it was happening before, Val was playing really down on confidence. Mm. He had a couple of really bad games at the start of the year and the whole team wasn't clicking. Obviously Val, Moylan and Dugan all spent time at, at yep. fullback. Um, obviously, you know, Hawkinson, who was the, the extra half when Moylan wasn't in the halves, isn't there anymore. So it's Moylan and Townsend in the halves for the run home, which only leaves Holmes and Dugan. Um, does Dugan come back in the centres? Does Ricky Latelli miss out? You can't drop Jesse Ramian as much as he's going to the Knights next yeah. year just based on what he's done. So. Yeah, if you had to guess, you'd say Holmes stays there while the Sharks are playing uh, well and you kind of ease Dugan back in via the centres. But, um, you know, in a month's time, who knows, they could swap those two around again. But um, in the meantime, Holmes is scoring really well. Second game of the round is the Cowboys up against the Knights. Kalen Ponga's first trip back to Townsville since departing the Cowboys who have Tamari Martin at fullback again. Um, I am excited to see Jake Clifford get a bit of a run in the halves, but I'm not sure Tamari Martin at fullback is the solution to their problems. Yeah, they're still really trying to... It's, it's a little sad. They're still kind of looking for the right fit at fullback. Yeah. When they're coming up against the guy that they had last year who's turned into the next, the next big superstar in, in rugby league. So, um, yeah, I mean, and I might want to skip over to Ponga pretty quick because there's not a lot to talk about at the Cowboys fantasy-wise. As usual, Tom Lolo's still there, but um, apart from that, I mean, even Cohen Hess has really dropped off. He was yeah. solid in the first half of the season, averaging about 50, but he's averaging mid-30s in the last three rounds. So Probably uh, a sell. Probably a sell. Um, Antonio Winnerstein's announced his retirement uh, earlier today on Wednesday. Um, so, yeah, the Cowboys are really kind of, seem like at the end of one era and about to start a new one, but they still have to work out what their spine's going to look like, you know, going forward, which is what they're doing with uh, Martin at the back and Clifford at 5-8 this week. For sure. So they, they take on the Knights. They've got Callum Ponga back from a hamstring injury. Did tweak his ankle at training, but uh, from all reports, that's not too bad. So he's going to travel up to Townsville and, and hopefully return for the many of us that are still holding him in our teams. A um, whole bunch of good scores there last week. Uh, Connor Watson, uh, another guy who's actually in doubt with an ankle injury, but he was fantastic. I think 10 tackle busts. Um, Barnett and Fitzgibbon both found their way over the line and put in 80 plus scores. Mitchell Pearce, solid if unspectacular in the halves, but looks like a possible keeper for the run home. And probably Danny Levi's the other one we we'll talk about. Yeah, so um, Watson on the injuries, Watson's the bigger uh, injured out with an ankle injury, uh, but as you said, he's been scoring really well recently. Um, Pierce, yeah, is probably the other obvious keeper in that team aside from Ponga, um, who is you know a must-have now that he's back in the uh, uh, he's fit again. Uh, Danny Levi is a really interesting one. He's barely in any teams because he'd been a bit of a bit part player for most of the season, but now with Slade Griffin gone, he's playing 80 minutes at hooker and scoring really well. He's got 61 and 62 in the last couple of rounds, a uh, couple of tri-assists last mm. week. You pointed out, I don't know if you can rely on that every week, but... You know, well, we, uh, we watched those tri-assists earlier, and they were basically just one-out passes exactly. where a back row crashed over the line. So I think he was probably, he got, what, 10, 14 points for line bracket assists and tri-assists yeah, out of those true. two passes. So. A bit fortunate there, maybe, to, to snag, snag those, but, um, you know, they can happen. Uh, you know, good runner at a dummy half. We'll get through lots of tackles in 80 minutes, so... Yeah, he's a he's an interesting one. He's under four hundred. Oh, sorry, under five hundred k. What is he? Four hundred eighty six thousand. Um, so he's cheap, possible fifty point player. He's another hooker, so everyone's probably got two or three 
hookers in their squad. Maybe I'm sure more. some people have got four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So not everyone needs another one, but if you're desperate for another scorer and don't care what position it's going to be in, he's a pretty cheap option. For sure. We'll have a look at the um, the dogs up against the Tigers. Bulldogs, a few little talking points for them. Uh, Will Hopawati uh, sort of came back to earth a bit after it was at 96 the week before with mm. 33. Um, Carrot Holland now has, I think, two good scores out of four starts since coming back into the, uh, the starting side. Lockie Lewis, two quiet scores in a row, which is not ideal. Um, Reese Martin shaping up as a, um, a keeper, top 17 squad member for the uh, rest of the season. Yeah, so Martin got 46, I think, on the weekend, which is fine. Um, Similar to Tamalolo and to Powell. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Gun score mid-40s all the time. Uh, you hope for more 50s, but nothing to worry about with the 46. Even Hopawati's 33 is disappointing for those who got him uh, last week, but it's still fine for a fullback who doesn't have uh, a huge impact in terms of tries and try assists. He still had about 200 metres or something yep. like that, so uh, nothing to worry about there. Yeah, Lockie Lewis is the other one. We were hoping he was going to be a great 18th man for the run home after he got... 50 and 40 something in his first couple of games but it doesn't look like it he's had high mm. uh, 20s in the last couple so probably just someone to sit in your emergencies at this point he did score about 50 points it's just that he lost he lost them all yeah tackles and errors and penalties and was it yeah. about 16 18 demerits yeah and um yeah and that could possibly continue unless the dogs get a few wins i mean this is a winnable game here but the tigers are mm. in pretty good form themselves well let's look at the tigers they've got uh moses Mbai in his first game against his former club after a mid-season move from Belmont to Concord. Essan um, Masters, what a performance by him against South last week. I think it was his, was his second or third try of the year. He scored well without him, but obviously... It's only his second, I think, of the year, yeah. So he's been the top-scoring centre in fantasy with only two tries, which is pretty amazing. Uh, you know, good tackle breaker, really good defender, so he's probably the safest guy to have uh, in the centres. Robbie Farrow only made 33, which is interesting. He had been killing it before then. Yeah. Uh, scores, were they all in above 60 was or something? his first sub-60 score, yeah. Yeah, yeah crazy. So, um, and he didn't play badly, he just... I thought he played well, yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he obviously he got um, concussed at the end and went off, but that yeah. was, he played 71 minutes before yeah. that and still only got 33, I guess, wasn't quite as much of a you know an open game as what he's had the last couple. Yeah, true. He, he made, I think, high 30s in tackles, so it really comes down to attacking stats after that that he needs... Um, tackle breaks, line breaks, try assists, yeah. kick meters or whatever. Didn't have uh, enough of those to get a big score, but again, wouldn't panic if you had him already. Um, the starting second row this week is Michael Cheekham, who's available at centre in fantasy, mm. and Luke Garner, who I think he was on 13 points after less than 15 minutes yeah. against South last week. He obviously was one of the guys that went off with a head knock, of which there were plenty, but he looks a prospect as well. Yeah, he does. Um, if this was early in the season, you'd look at someone with Garner's price and think, you know, Yep. Jackpot time, snap him up, but um, cash cows don't really matter at this point. Uh, but yeah, it looks really promising. Uh, Cheekham, we mentioned, was it last week or before? Sometime recently, I was talking him up a bit as an option uh, in the centres in fantasy. He scored 45, mm. which is good for a centre. So if you want a really reliable centre uh, at a reasonable price, he's a decent option. Um, Josh Alloway obviously broke his hand, so he's out for probably four plus weeks. Yeah, it could be the rest of the season. Uh, so, yeah, pretty good job security for those two guys in the second row. Sure. Um, Saturday game, Sea Eagles up against the Panthers. Uh, Manly actually got the cash out there at um, Penrith 
quite recently, it was only four weeks ago or, or thereabouts in a bit of an upset. Um, they're coming off an absolute hiding against the Roosters at home last week, so they'll be desperate to bounce back from that one. They actually had some pretty good scores um, in spite of that. Tommy Travojevic, 73, he was one of the guys I thought could walk out of that game with his head held pretty high. I think he had um, a try save, a try, one or a couple of try involvements, yep. um, plenty of metres, plenty of runs, yeah. safe another high ball. He was just awesome. He almost had another try save as well, running from one yep. sideline to the other to almost pull off a try saving tackle and uh, just missed it. But yeah, it was fantastic. So the good sign there is that even though they got smashed, him as a fullback still scored really well, which means like normally outside backs and fullbacks struggle in losing sides uh, in fantasy, but uh, he doesn't, which is a good sign for him for the run home. He's probably one of the top three fullbacks you want. Probably him, Tedesco, and, and Ponga are the big three. That's the dream three, yeah. Um, Elsie Fanu. Yeah, he's the other interesting one. Uh, 54 last week. Another really good score after he's 77 the week before. Um, He's, he's kind of he's a bit like Farron that he's a good running dummy mm. half whose defence is also really good. He's only had one missed tackle. I had a look today uh, in his four games, three games this season, uh-huh. um, which is really good. By comparison, Farah has uh, four missed tackles a game this year, and you know Farah's a pretty good defender as well. So yeah. um, I don't know which way that goes. I don't know if you know that means there's more coming. Hmm. And if he starts getting more missed tackles, his scores might drop, but. Um, you know, so far so good. His last two starts have both been in that sort of 65 minute region yeah. as well. I, I was pretty sure that um, Hawkinson was going to end up taking 30 to 40 minutes yeah. a game off him. I, th- I think the fact that Tom, um, Tom Wright got hooked after 20 minutes last week, he had I think two tries through his yeah. his edge and they got Hawkinson out there just because Tom Wright was struggling. That probably potentially boosted Fanu's minutes a little bit more than what they might otherwise have been, but it's still, you know, back-to-back sort of 60-plus minute stints is encouraging if you've got him or if you're looking at getting him. Yeah, that's a good point. So with Dylan Walker there uh, this week at 5.8, he's unlikely to get hooked, so that could change things a little bit. But, um, yeah, he's played big minutes in all his games so far. Hasn't played 80, but he's played, uh, you know, close-ish to it. So, yeah, you can expect Fanu to do pretty well going forward. His three scores have been like 20 points apart each week, so yeah. it's hard to know exactly what his you know, normal score is going to be. But mm. uh, if you've got him, there's no harm in playing him in your top 17, I think, this week. You know, what if one you, of your um, bench players. What if you don't have him 400-ish thousand and minus 20 or thereabouts break even? I mean, if you need another scorer on your bench and you haven't got much more to spend than that, then obviously for his price, he's the, the best scorer there is, isn't there? Isn't he right now? I think so. I mean, him, Levi's a bit more similar kind of situation, but more likely to play, you know, big minutes each week. Um, but, yeah, he looks really good for, for his price bracket. All right, we'll have a look at the uh, the Panthers. Not going to read out all these team changes because it'll take me the rest of the mm. podcast, but worth mentioning that Tyrone Peachy is playing his first ever top-grade game as a fullback. It's an adventurous move with uh, <laughs> five rounds to go before the finals start. Five, six... What are we? Six games? Six games left. Yeah. Panthers will play finals. Peachy's going to leave at the end of the yeah. season for the Titans. And suddenly they're giving him a shot at, at fullbacks. I mean, he's the kind of guy that can play anywhere, so he could do a good job. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Do we expect them to line up like that? Well, looking at this team, well, Phil Gould got asked on Twitter, is this, mm. you know, a bit of a, a game with a team list? And he was very adamant that, you know, Coach Griffin doesn't play games with his team lists. And, okay. Um, you know, 
that could, you take that with a, a grain of salt potentially. But you look at the the rest of their backline. Christian Crichton has been dropped. He's playing ISP. Yep. Um, Dallin Watani Zalesniak, who you would think would be the fullback, is coming back from. Is it a hammy strain? Yeah. Um, I forget. So but he's he's yeah. come back on the wing. He's the, he was the guy that was the fullback when they were going really well after Dylan Edwards mm. got injured and they went on that run. Um, you know, while Cleary was out too and Maloney was doing everything, he was the fullback that was, you know, working so yeah, well. Yeah, playing really well, yeah. So why, when you've got guys in there, you know, Dean Farah and Wanga Blake both potentially could play wing, why would you not play Dallin at fullback, Peachy in the centre is one of those guys on the flank? Yeah, exactly. So even if they do line up like this this week, I mean, they could switch it. They could obviously switch it next week. They could switch it mid-game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Lane, Selesniak could go back to fullback and Peachy at the centres. Um, yeah, so there's... There's uh, a lot of uh, mystery there. I wouldn't be rushing Peachy in on the base of mm. that. Um, he scored in the 30s, I think, this year, Peachy. Uh, played centre half off the bench last week um, and a couple other games. But, uh, yeah, wait and see how he goes. I mean, if he absolutely brains it and sets up a few mm. tries, then he might stay there the rest of the season. But no rush to um, you know, use up a trade getting... Someone like him in on a gamble. Mm. What are, are we looking at potentially a... Is this the point of the season where we've been saying for months if Cleary gets the kicking back, he'll mm. be nice and cheap. He's got the kicking back, he's kicking goals, he's kicking more in general play, he's coming off 52 or 53. Yeah. Um, he's nice and cheap. Is this the time? It, it looks like it, doesn't it? Um, he had... I think he had... A line break and a lot of run meters last week, yeah. which helped his score. Um, a couple of assists, line break assists or a try assist. Yeah, so scored quite well, 53, not a huge score, but you know a good keeper score. So now it's probably it. Um, I haven't looked at his price, but he's got to be cheap after that run of uh, bad form. I know a few years ago, Sean Johnson was in a similar situation, had a yeah. big lull in the first half of the season. And then when he bottomed out... Um, you know, it was a good buy in theory, and it turned out to be a really good buy in practice. He uh, killed it for the run home. So, yeah, Cleary could be a gun. He's been a gun before. Um, Just looking at it, he's 287,000 cheaper than he started. Yeah. Um, Break-even's still 55, so probably not urgent to get him this week. Yeah, so, I mean, break-even's at this point, it really depends on how much money you've, you've got. It's kind of... Yeah. If you can get a gun, you get him, but... Yeah, it means you can afford to wait and see if he repeats last week's effort this week. I guess if you're a head-to-head coach and you've got a, a you know a bit of a dead rubber potentially yeah. this week before your your finals start, you can have another look at him exactly. and trade him in for the finals if you like what you see this weekend. Yeah. Um, before we finish up with the Panthers, anything we want to say about Kikau or? So we only got uh, what 39 last week, which you know is not 60, but yeah. Again, I wouldn't panic. As we've said all year, it's probably a borderline keeper more than a keeper, but yeah. if you're still holding him, I reckon just run with it. He could, he could smash at a big score on any given given week. Inclined to agree. The um, the Rabbitohs up against the Eels at 5.30 on Saturday. On paper, this should be a smash up for the Rabbitohs. I did see uh, Jeff Tooby in our NRL team show tipped a, um, an Eels upset. So, who Did that give you confidence as a Arab <laughs> fan? No, I had plenty of respect for, for Tooves and his judgment of the game, but I do struggle to see how Parramatta's going to win this one. Um, we'll start off with the, uh, the Bunnies team, and Robert Jennings, I feel like he may have scored quite a few tries last time they played Parramatta. Yes. Probably not a massive fantasy factor, but he could be in for another day out if, um, if the Eels haven't fixed up that leaky edge defence. He scored quite a lot of tries all season, but yeah, especially mm. in that game. Um, yeah, yeah, their outside backs could be in for uh, a good game if uh, South dust up the Eels. Uh, Sam Burgess is in 
good form. He hasn't uh, had massive scores, but he's been consistent in the last month, which um, is something he wasn't really earlier in the season. Yep. So four scores over 50 now? In four right? scores over 50, yeah. So um, he's still not in my team. He's probably not an urgent buy for anyone, but you know he's back in the keeper conversation. Uh, for the run home... Uh, Adam Dame Reynolds, three and five round average, yeah. 60. Yes, yeah, so Adam Reynolds, a bit like Cleary, although probably more so. He's been in really good form yep. recently. Um, even I think he scored well last week. Uh, Forty nine last week in that yeah, loss okay. to the Tigers. Yeah, which just despite his team not exactly good in a losing yeah a losing side without a lot of points scored. Um, so he looks a keeper as well. Um, it's Cook good because Martin. yeah, Cook and Griner always great. Um, it's funny because just a month ago or, or less than that, we we're talking about there weren't that many. Halves who were looking like keepers, and now we've got Reynolds, we've got uh, Cleary's back. Pierce back. Pierce back. Ryan Madison got 50 last week. Um, so, yeah, a lot of options. Um, hopefully, you see a lot of variety in teams' halves combinations in the next five weeks. Yeah, for sure. Taking a look at Parramatta, um, Jarrett Hayne, another guy along with Papawadi who scored great the week before and then week just gone not so good. He's on yeah. the wing this week, which I actually don't mind um, for a guy who's so. And w the good. The good Jarrod that we've seen this year has been based on his, his running game, that yep. 15 tackle bust he got um, two games ago. Uh, potentially, you know, a chance to wind up from the back a little bit more out on the wing. Um, he, he does search. He's a winger that, not that he plays wing that much, but he does search for the ball a bit. Yep. Um, if he's anything like he was two weeks ago, he'll go looking for it. So he can still score quite well. Um, but, yeah, it is a bit of a scare, usually when you have a, a winger in fantasy. But um, he's the kind of guy that could still get a, a 50 or 60. For sure. Gutho, uh, 43 and steady. Alvaro's been reasonably solid elsewhere. Um, Tepai Morale came in off a, a big score, but not really a fantasy factor. Um, Nathan Brown was quiet a fortnight ago, but I think 60 on the uh, the weekend just gone. Yeah, and his, his base stats were fantastic last week. Um, 250 almost? Yeah, 250 metres, 40 tackles. So uh, it could be in for a lot of tackles again this week. So, uh, yeah, he's one of those keepers. Um, Otherwise, that's about it. I mean, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't be buying anyone apart from Brown this week. As much as we talk up Haynes' potential, it's a tough re week to uh, buy a winger up against the Rabbitohs. For sure. Before we uh, get on to the next game, quick reminder that NRL Fantasy is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over $1 million with Yui Rewards on offers like $30 off Ticketek vouchers. Visit yui.com.au slash rewards for more details. The next game of the round is the Storm up against the Raiders. Raiders' um, start attack today reveals they're yet to beat a top eight team all season. Um, obviously, a bit unlucky against the Sharks last week. A bit might be an understatement. Mm -hmm. But uh, travelling down to Melbourne, they uh, they have it all to do. The Storm looking pretty red hot at the moment. They're, they're clicking at the right time. Um, hasn't stopped them changing their spine six weeks mm. out from the finals with Jerome Hughes now ahead of Riley Jacks and Brodie Croft for the uh, the number seven jersey. Fantasy-wise, other than obviously Captain Cam, I'm not seeing a great deal of interest in that 17. Yeah, no, that's it, I think. Uh, as we've said before, Cameron Smith's pretty much the only standout uh, fantasy player in that team. He's... Still your captain this week, I assume, after he did well last week? Yeah, if I forget to change it again, he'll probably <laughs> probably be captain again. No, I don't really see any reason to change it, to be honest. Maybe Cook, I'll have a think, but it's those two, isn't it? It is. It's it's hard to... I mean, it's hard to split him on any given week. Uh, Cook can, can be great against anyone. He could probably tear up the eels this week, but then again, if he doesn't have, you know, get involved with some tries, then he might not make many tackles. Uh, Smith's just great against everybody right now. He's back to his... He's best just about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 
Mike Smith, your captain, and then ignore the storm. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, the Raiders, they have made a move which a lot of us thought they should have made last week, which is uh, Kotrick to centre and Oldfield to wing. Mm. Um, I do like Michael Oldfield. He, uh, as we found out recently, is extremely fast, but uh, probably not best suited to the, um, the centre role. Uh, so glad to see they have swapped around. Joey Leilua, very rocks and diamonds, was diamonds uh, last week, but a bit unreliable for me still for fantasy purposes. Elsewhere, forwards are probably not quite keeper level across, across the board. Yeah, it's pretty much, uh, you know, Kotrick, if you want an outside back, hopefully he does well at centre. Uh, Leilua, he got, what, 73 last week. Uh, as you said, can't rely on that too often, but uh, he's capable of um, a lot of big attacking plays. It's going to be tough for him to do it against the Melbourne Storm, but, you know, who knows. All right, let's have a, uh, it's probably enough Raiders for now. Let's have a look at the Titans up against the Warriors, 2pm on Sunday up there at Seabus. Um, Titans, few little concerns mm. about Jai Arrow coming off 25. Obviously, uh, doubly less than ideal if you captain him last week, but a lot of us are running with him. Is he, can we rely on him this week? Well, I, I mean, hopefully. I'm hoping so. So <laughs> he, he had a, a corked knee, I think, in origin, and then he uh, had a knock to that knee really early in the game last week um, and then played 45 minutes, which is lower than he usually does, and then he only scored 25 points, which is much less than he usually does. So yep. hopefully he's uh, he's back you know, 100% or close to it this week. Um, his scores when he's fit are fantastic, mid-50s, high-50s probably. Yep. So I wouldn't be panicking too much, but um, yeah, there are a few people talking about whether to you know, leave him out of your 17 this week. It just seems a gamble. I think you're tempting fate if you do that. He might get, mm. you know, 60 or 70. For a guy who can easily smash out 70 or 80, it's, it's a yeah. worry. Um, Ryan James coming off 53. That's two sort of middling scores after his hot patch of form. It's probably one to hold rather than buy or sell. Yeah. Um, I mean, 53 is good considering he didn't have any, you know, tries or, yep. uh, you know, huge numbers of tackle breaks. I think it was pretty much tackles and then run meters got him there so um yeah he's a hold if you got him you pretty much made your mind up on james at this point i don't think you're going to buy him now that his big uh scoring streak has ended um but if you've got him then no need to trade aj brimson uh, was it last week he got the head knock and came off early uh six yeah seems like so long ago <laughs> time go anyway been he's been week. named so he's had a big couple of weeks with that we mentioned three games yeah. in eight days with the uh, the under 20s Origin, he's probably, you know, could use a little rest, but yeah, he's been named, so hopefully, um, yeah. And and Garth Brennan talked him up as a as a real star last mm. week after that uh, loss to Newcastle. So, um, well, yeah. he's good in that game, like yeah. relative to you know what wasn't a great team performance. I thought he was all right. Yeah. Um, have a look at the Warriors. Adam Blair suspended. Torhu Harris is a, a surprise early returnee. Mm. Um, Roger Tuovasashek and Sean Johnson probably not doing quite as much as we'd like them to do. Yeah, Tuovasashek had a good score a couple of weeks ago, but um, uh, I think it was quite last week. Sean Johnson's, yeah, really dipped off in the last few weeks. Um, again, you've got to kind of remember how good he was before that. Uh, it's really just his attacking numbers are down, I think. Yeah. I don't know if there's any obvious trend that explains why he's not scoring well this week. So there's every chance he bounces back, especially against the Titans. Mm -hmm. I think the Warriors have a really good record up there as well. So uh, fingers crossed he you know gets a 60 or something this week. Um, yeah, Tohu Harris, uh, good news if you've kept him. He's suddenly back to being an interesting point of difference guy, I think. Most mm -hmm. people have sold him and probably didn't 
plan on bringing him back, but he's a 50-something, you know, 55-point player just about, so... Yeah. yeah, his average has been dented by one or two injury-affected scores, so I think his average is just under 50, but goes up into the 50s if you take if out that out, early yeah. concussion and, and so on. I mean, I, I sold him thinking that I wasn't going to bring him back. His average, you know, yep. by the time I sell him, I'm going to be padding out my forward pack with, you know, Nathan Browns and Jake Travojevic, yep. and I probably need him. So I assume anyone else who sold him is in a, in a similar boat. If you've held him, then I guess good news. You'd be hoping that that Warriors right edge can fix itself back up and, you know, get a bit more involved. Petr Hiku um, was quite good alongside Torhu early in the season. He's named in Jersey 18. I think he was injured for a week or two, knee yeah. or bone or something. So he might potentially come back at some point. He's still in quite a few teams as well. Yeah, and, and aside from whether you want to buy uh, Harris or not, him being back on the side helps them a lot just in general. So I think that's going to yeah. be good for the scores of Johnson and then to a shake probably if, um, so if, if the team in general is you know defending better and attacking better. It's good for those playmakers. Yeah, probably the uh, the match of the round is the last one on Sunday. The Roosters up against the Dragons at Alliance, 4.10pm. Um, Roosters coming off, obviously, a, a huge score and a great performance against Manly. Um, Jake Friend played as well as I can remember mm. seeing him play. He's fantastic. All this year and probably all of last year as well. He was just really good, not just in defence, but in attacks and really nice passing, just really controlled things well. Um, vintage friendly there. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, who's been... Largely a disappointment fantasy-wise, basically from the time that I bought him, has produced the goods finally with, was it 74, 76? 76, yep. Um, had many conversions, couple of tries. Um, really good score from him. Um, Ryan Madison yep. on the on the improve after his concussion and, and yeah. wrist dramas. 51, I think he got. So, um, yeah, he's back in, the, uh, in contention for one of your halves spots. Um, now that he's back and fit, uh, yeah, friend was fantastic in attack as well. Like we know that he can make you know yeah. a bunch of tackles every week, but uh, set up a couple of tries. If you'd done that, you know, first half of the season, he could have been playing Origin probably. Um, yeah. So maybe he's chasing next year's uh, Queensland number nine jersey. But um, yeah, so the big news for people who have held on to Latrell Mitchell and obviously James Tedesco, really popular fullback, both did really well. So um, yeah, good sign that the Roosters are starting to hit. The kind of form that we've you know expected of them all season um it's going to be tough for them to rack up that many points against a very good dragons team on sunday but yeah i think true. i think they should be quite good in the run home which is good news for tedesco and latrell yeah, especially you have to think latrell's going to struggle to get quite the same attacking input that he got against a very sure. disjointed manly when he takes on the dragons who've been one of the best defensive teams this year we'll have a look at them. Um, Matt Dufty is producing some pretty good scores. Cam McInnes has been fairly reliable. Forwards who said all year sort of a little bit too um, dominant across the board for any one player to stand out enough in, in fantasy terms. Ewan Aitken, I think, backed up his 29-ish with a 37 or so. so yeah. He's sort of chugging along, but he needs those tries to get the, the really good scores. Yeah, Aitken's going to just give you those, you know, about 30 points again and the odd 60 or 70 when he has a big... Yeah. You know, a few big attacking plays, so um, you kind of that's what you get if you've got him. Um, yeah, McInnes makes so many tackles that he's going to be a good scorer uh, pretty much every week, especially if it's a close game. If the Dragons really run away with a huge win, then he's unlikely to make 55 tackles, but uh, he's in good form at the moment. But again, just another one of those hookers who's scoring well, so and he's not as cheap as other ones. So if you haven't got him already, he's probably not really a, a factor. Um, it brings us to the end of the, uh, the team list and the team changes. Let's dive into some. Twitter questions, we had quite a few come in this week. <coughs> we'll start off with Sean McBay. 
Um, now, I'm not quite sure I understand this question, and if I do understand the question, I'm not sure Sean quite understands the auto-emergency system, but let's uh, nut our way through it. Why would we start centres if you can have two nuff-nuffs in those spots and second rows or hookers as 18th to 19th men? Is there flawed thinking in there? Yeah, I think he misses the one factor that uh, auto-emergency... So he's thinking playing two non-players in your starting team and have right. the auto-emergencies come in to replace them. Uh, the thing is, the auto-emergencies have to be in the same position as the players they're replacing, so that would not work. You need to have at least two centres in your team or you'll have you know, non-players and no scores for those players. You only get 16 scores even if you've got 17 or 18 other scoring players. Yeah, so as we said earlier, it's best to have at least one reserve in every position, you know, between your bench and your emergencies. 100%. Darren King asks, hey guys, um, do you think Farnu, Hayne, Johnson and Martin, so that'll be Manasseh, Farnu, Jared Hayne, Sean Johnson and Reese Martin, are worthy of starting spots in my 17. Have Gal also. I don't see why not. Hayne, if you have him, would be as kind of your, you know, probably secondary centre if you've got a, a strong, you yep. know, Masters or Latrell type as your main centre. Um, the other three, I think, are probably just keepers at this point. Yeah, Johnson and Martin are both amongst the best in their position, so they're definitely starters. Uh, Fino's been really good, as we've said, so yeah, Hayne's the question mark, but if you've got him, you may as well play him. Looking to use trades to upgrade, not sure who's the best to bring in. I'd be probably holding fire if they're your question marks. Yeah, the thing with Hayne is, in his positions, unless you've got him as one of your fullback positions, if he's at centre, the, the upgrades aren't that much better. Like yeah. The best centres are 41, 42 points a game, so probably may as well hold him unless you're flush with trades. Exactly. Harrison asks, I've got two trades left playing head-to-head. -head. Is it worth bringing in Farnu for Tamari Martin on the interchange when I've got um, Shark Swinger Sione Katoa and Lockie Lewis as playing emergencies. That's a tricky one. Two trades, you probably want to save them for finals, mm. but those also look like pretty urgent upgrades. Yeah, you don't really want Mart Tamara Martin to be one of your four bench players, so yep. there's probably an upgrade you need to make, but two trades left, yeah. And head-to-head -head especially, you really want to keep as many trades up your sleeve for the head-to-head -head finals as you can. You know, it depends where you are. If, if you're fine to cruise into the finals, then maybe hold them, but Otherwise, yeah, maybe look to upgrade tomorrow, Martin. Alessandra Taloka asks, is Manasseh finally the best cash cow option for the run home? Um, other than a standard disclaimer that it's probably getting a bit late for cash cows, then I would say that yes, he is. Yeah, so cash cows are kind of irrelevant as a concept right now. You're not going to buy someone and then trade them out again in a month's time because the season's almost finished. But uh, in terms of someone who's really cheap who could be a keeper, then yeah, he's the best one this week. Ross McArdle, arrow to Crichton due to concern over Arrow's knee injury. Um, for me, that's far too sideways unless it really looks like Arrow's going to struggle. Yeah, so Crichton's averaged 53 this year. Um, Arrow's averaged 54. If you take out last week's quiet score and his uh, injury-affected score against, I think, Canberra back in round uh, 9, he averaged 58, which is, you know, elite. There's like five or six players who have averaged better than that. So yeah. Arrow's definitely a keeper for me. I agree. Michael asks, Sean Johnson's form worrying of late doesn't seem to get the attacking stats he had in the months before. Would you consider a trade to Pierce or Ryan Madison? I do agree that his attacking form is worrying. You astutely pointed out that Torhu Harris back may uh, help the team structure overall. Um, I personally, I mean, I do have Sean Johnson. I won't be selling him this week, but I'm, I'm concerned, but not concerned enough to sell him just yet. Yeah, it's one to consider for next week. I think the other fact is that they're playing the Titans this week. They've played him once before this year, and Sean Johnson scored 78. So I'd give him another shot to see if he can, you know, set up a try or two or score a try or two. He could easily, you know, peel off another huge score. If he has, if he gets 30 this week, then yeah, look at those guys. Mm. I mean, Madison and, and Pierce should both be more 
consistent and reliable, you'd think. They should get around 50 every week, whereas Johnson, you're going to get the big score and the little score. But, mm. uh, yeah, I think this could be a, a big one for Johnson. Is it just that Sean Johnson scores 30 to 40 points every week, but then every week he has that one play where he just busts out 20 points and beats five blokes and breaks the line and sets up a try, and he just happens to get one of those most weeks? Yeah, I think that's it. His base stats aren't that good. He gets kick metres and things, but they're not as big as other halves but yeah he's so reliable of produ- you know producing one or two big attacking plays that um he becomes kind of consistent by default just because he's so good at doing that yeah. but you know go a few weeks without doing that and suddenly he looks ordinary as a fantasy player but as i said you pretty much expect him to do it against the weaker teams like the titans uh you know see how he goes in short, not the week to sell Sean Johnson we yes. don't think Lachlan Mead asks would you go for Nathan Cleary or Sean Johnson um, I guess if you don't have either and you're buying mm. one this week, it becomes a bit more of a question, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, again, that's it, it, you are going for the theoretically more reliable option of Cleary, who's traditionally his kick metres are massive, a bit different this year with Maloney being there, but uh, kicks goals as well. His defence is really good, so normally his base stats are pretty good, a um, bit better than Johnson's. It's hard to know what the norm is now with Maloney having mm. you know, taken a big role at Penrith as well. Like last week, Cleary got 53, but that included some, you know, Sean Johnson-like run yeah. meters and, and attacking stats. So it's hard to know if that's the norm. I don't know. It's really hard to flip those two guys this year. I mean, I've got Johnson. I'm quite comfortable with that. I would prefer to have him over Cleary, I think, just because I'm used to having him this year. But yeah. um, And Cleary's only had one good score. And even that was two months. Okay, rather than Yeah, exactly. So... Probably Johnson, but it's also a kind of a weird time to buy Sean Johnson. Yeah, break break even still sixty eight. Like you said, break evens aren't the be all and end all at this time of year, but you'd probably rather give it a week, I guess. Yep. Um, Dark Knight at Parramatta ninety nine asks trade Gallon for Levi and upgrade Katoa, assuming this is the Sharks winger Sioni Katoa to Hopawati, or trade Gallon to Tedesco and keep Farnu. Um, out of that, I think option B because Tedesco is one of the top two players in his position. Yeah, Gallon's certainly not a must-trade out by any uh, means, but Tedesco's yeah, him, but yeah, but Tedesco's yeah one of the you know the, the second best uh, winger fullback there is. I think him and him and Tom Turbo neck and neck behind uh, Cameron Ponga. So Tedesco's a great buy. Fino, I definitely keep. Yep, I think. I mean, you keep him no matter what, obviously. Yeah, it's, I guess the question is whether you need to use him in year seventeen or not. But I think he's fine. To use I think he's fine as well. Yep. Um, and a follow-up half question from Dark Knight: um, Should I keep Gallon, therefore keeping Sione Katoa as third wing fullback? Well, if that's the outcome of keeping Gallon, then that's a bit more problematic, isn't it? Yeah. So Katoa's what a twenty-something point scorer, high twenties maybe on average. So even with a try, he tends to be mid thirties. So yeah. So you really want a 40, 45 close to a 50-point player there, so worth an upgrade. Last question for the week, Dr. Ko. Uh, thinking of selling Cohen Hess for SR Masters you like? Well, I guess the question is around team balance and who you're sort of bringing in and bringing out, but um, I guess you're selling someone who's not a keeper in their position for someone who is a keeper in their position, so on that basis, it's probably an upgrade? Yep, I like. Yep, like it. 
Good job. Do that. <laughs> That's the end of our questions for this week. It's also the end of our podcast. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Um, we've got the weekend preview video with Hayley Burns up on the website now. There's other podcasts to peruse at your leisure. Stay tuned to NRL.com for all the late mail, late mail heading into the weekend. Know your NRL? Prove it. Enter the Yui Fan of the Week competition and you could win Yui Rewards partner vouchers each round. Go to yui.com.au slash NRL fans to see how. Thanks for joining us. 